Outdoor Edge introduces the all-new Razor Guide Pack. Coming in at 12 ounces and in a premium wax canvas roll pack for compact storage and travel, the Razor Guide Pack is seven blades in total, including a 5-inch replaceable blade folding knife, a 3-inch replaceable blade caping knife, and the flip and zip saw for wood or bone. Whether you're hunting the back 40 or chasing game deep in the backcountry, the Razor Guide Pack has it all. For more information, visit OutdoorEdge.com. Welcome to the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast with your hosts, Andy, Nate, and Micah. Hello. What's up? How are we doing tonight, fellas? I like how my name was first there. Appreciate it. You're always first in my book. Screw you. I'm never first in yours, though. I asked this fucker Dude. for lunch the other day. I was like, hey, man, you want to go get lunch today? I was going to be in you, your neck of the woods. Hey, did you get asked for lunch? What's an acceptable? You did? Yeah. What's I an did. acceptable time to ask somebody if they want to go to lunch? Five freaking minutes before, probably. Yeah. No. That's about right. Dude, it was 11.30. Yeah. It was Wait. like 11.15. And I was like, hey. I, I have had Andy drive from Higginsville to Warrensburg to eat Chinese with me before. <sighs> you turds. So, Absolute I must be turds. more important than you. I guess. I guess so. <laughs> but, no, I mean, gonna ask let's, let's say, in general, that's that's usually not going to work. it was literally 30 minutes. But we'd already actually ordered lunch. It was coming to the office. What so day? We, what day was this? Wednesday? Wednesday? Yeah, Wednesday. I could have had lunch with you. In Higginsville? Yeah. I would have drove. But no, 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 no. I don't want, I don't, I don't I don't know. want the you invite want anymore. Eat? The Mexican? That's, that's, I, I'd eat there. Eat wherever, man. I the just Red Shanty? Be in your presence. I'm sorry. The Red Shanty? Uh, the, I've been there once. Well, and me and I you ate there I, before. And it was pleasant. It's all right. Yeah. It was right. pleasant. Me and you had that before, Andy. Yeah. That's pretty good. It's about the only two options. <laughs> yeah. Generations, but takes Subway. Subway. Got some Sonic up in there. I was in so- I was I in Sonic in Higginsville this morning. I mean, honestly, we could have read Shanty because it would be better than any barbecue these guys are going to give us. <laughs> That's true. Oh, burn. That's true. Burn. Same way. Still, I just don't I don't get I don't get how you can sit there. Maybe you mean to tell me you are going to sit there with a straight face and tell me you don't know what a bamboozler is, <laughs> Husker do, Husker don't. <laughs> You're going to tell me with a straight face that St. Louis barbecue is better than Kansas City? Just because they had ribs named after style ribs. We have a cut of steak. Mm-hmm. They get a style of ribs. We have a whole cut. That we have to then cook for them. <laughs> or oh. smoke. Yeah. We're just joking. Uh, if you listen to the show, it makes more sense because we talk some shit in the show. The show. Yeah. But on today's show. Who are we talking to? Yeah. <laughs> We have back on the show Weber Outfitters. So we got Adam and Josh joining us again uh, to do our second part, part of two. our little series thing that ended after the show. So <laughs> it's not much of part, a series. Part deer. Yeah. So we talk about getting your bow set up and what all goes into that. We go down a lot of rabbit holes. We talk a lot of crap. It definitely happened. Um, we had to stop the recording at one point because Nathan laughed so hard. So I laughed so hard I was crying. And so were you, by yeah. the way. It was like you were choking on something. 
Don't make me stop Crazy. recording again. <laughs> Crazy. It was it was rough. We got proof or we have uh, evidence up. of what happened or yeah. no? How would you yeah. All I, here's what happened. Here here's what happened. I'm trying to be professional. I'm trying to I'm trying to run a clean show. You've never been professional a day in your life. Trying to run a clean show. And you guys make it unprofessional. You make it not that way. <laughs> Seriously, why are you the way that you are? You know, I, I would argue that that's what makes us so great. <laughs> the unprofessionalism. <laughs> we are so unprofessional, we're awesome. <laughs> yeah. Some people would argue that. That, that sure. the, That's definitely an Some argument people. there. But like I said in the show. We have those guys on, and we talk bows some more. So let's get into some sponsors and get on with it. Uh, sponsor, title sponsor for this show for sure, Weber Outfitters. Check them out, WeberOutfitters.com. Special thing that we talk about in the end of the show, talked about it last week. Make sure you enter the ultimate bow hunting giveaway yep. that we have partnered up with Weber Outfitters. We've got a $1,200 package in which you can win a bow, arrows, broadheads, release, Target, I don't know if I'm missing anything, but basically everything you need to get set up. Everything, yep. everything you can, everything, and once you get it set up, you can go hunt deer, yeah. so or whatever you choose to hunt with it. To sign up, it's simple. Um, the easiest way for our listeners, in my opinion, is you can either hop on our social media, and there's going to be links to it all over the place. In the show notes for this show, and actually each show moving forward until August, um, there'll be a link to to enter right on the show notes, or just hop on our website, MissouriWoodsAndWater.com, hit our Partners tab, and the link is right under our Weber Outfitters uh, Partner logo. Um, that's probably the easiest way because you just go to our website, and it's, it's going to be in there. You can get, was it seven times? You can enter a lot of if times. You, if you yeah. follow all the prompts up to seven entries. Yep, seven entries. So that's, I mean, pretty good odds. Better than one entry. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it'll Arizona draw odds. Yeah. <laughs> Wyoming, but I won that. So. <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> What's all this one in a million talk? But um, the the drawing will be August 12th at the Weber Outfitters Try and Buy event. Um, if you're anywhere near Hawk Point, Missouri that day, which is right north of Warrington, easy to get to. Uh, they're having a, a event. We will be there um, screwing around, having some fun. Uh, eating subpar barbecue. No, I'm just kidding. There's probably <laughs> going to be some stuff there. It's good. Uh, it'll be live on uh, at 5 o'clock, which I'm sure will fuck up because I've never went live a day in my life. I've gone live before. You have? Yeah. Have Not a, like on our platform, but other. it's easy. Don't worry about that. Good. I'll have you just take push, care of it. I can button. do that. Push button. P- push, yeah. push button. Yeah. So uh, check them out, WeberOutfitters.com. <clears throat> They're awesome. Morel Targets. Um Hoping we have something soon to start shooting. Oh, yeah, I'm hoping it's in the mail. I mean, I have my Morel Target at home, anyways. Sure, but, but yeah. So there's uh, one in particular that's coming to me that I really want to wait until Caden can start shooting that one because it's big. Yeah. Oh, you got the big one, huh? Yeah, I got that that FIFA. Ooh. FIFA, FIFA. I can't remember. And it's a it's a big old square. And uh, for Caden, I just prefer you know have a little bit of playroom as he's uh, learning. So the worst thing can happen. You kill a cat. Oh, that'd be great, actually. Caden, <laughs> <laughs> go go shoot, buddy. Yeah. Uh, so check them out, Morel Targets. Uh, now is the time to get going. Uh, Athlon Optics, ridiculously good optics. Proud of you. 
Thank you. Ridiculously good price. You said it kind of worse than me this time. I, I I disagree with that. I said it slower, but I phonetically said it perfectly. Just saying. Okay. Uh, by the way, I was right. You didn't listen back to our last show, but you thought your Aries UHD was two by eighteen. I said it was oh three by Lord. eighteen. I said two and a half, didn't and I? it's three. Is it three by eighteen? Okay. I win. You lose. You suck. Athlon Optics. It's three by eighteen. It's a great scope, by the way. It's not two and a half by eighteen. Just saying. Okay. <laughs> Nice. Thank you. Proud okay. of you. Yeah. Midwest Gunworks. Yeah, we actually just got done texting Cameron a little bit more. He's not going to be able to make it. Yeah, for... screw off, Cameron. Yeah. It's bullshit. Dick. <laughs> Thought we were going to be able to kill some puppies, but <laughs> some coyote puppies. Coyote puppies. Some coyote puppies. Let's keep, let's keep really that. Let's shoot puppies, but yeah. <laughs> no, he was going to try to make it down for uh, do some early coyote hunting, but uh, that's not going to happen. So hopefully this fall he'll be able to make it and we can do it then. But uh, anyways, Midwest Gunworks. Anything gun-related, whether it's gun work, whether it's parts. Ammo. I mean, ammo. Anything. You name it, they got it. Yep. Yep. Check them out. River's Edge Tree Stands. I am actually planning on starting to put some stuff together this this weekend, hopefully. I got all mine moved into my work area, and I'm going to be doing the same. So, Andy's are still sitting in my shop. That sounds accurate. Yeah. They're still Andy there. Andy is a last-minute person. You want to load some of those tea. tonight? I, I did some mowing. Nice. I got ready so I can actually get to where they go. So, you know. To get to where they go, get to where they go. Well, typically put them in a tree. So I mowed my trail. Oh, so, I could. so your skid steer is good to go then is what you're saying. It's being used, but yeah. Hey, that's all I need to know. It's good to go. Where are the keys at? <laughs> as soon as you put my stands together. I'll tell you. <laughs> uh, check them out, Rivers Edge Tree Stands, or RiversEdge.com. Uh, Lucky Buck, I just got that done. Um, they are just straight up hammering that right now. And I, I can need. understand why. We've actually finally started getting rain. It's time for me to freshen mine back up. Yep, I need to freshen mine up as well. So we're big fans of it. You should be too. Get some Lucky Buck. <laughs> get some Freak Factor out there. Yep. Yep. LuckyBuckMineral.com. Onyx maps. I've been using the shit out of those lately, especially looking at Wyoming um, because of, you know what? I don't know when this comes out. It's. I think it's going to come out. Is next Tuesday before the 19th? Today's the 15th, so it should come out the 22nd. It's, it's coming out the 20th. No, the 20th. Wait, today's not Tuesday. Dang, it's the day after. Well, Onyx just had their Father's Day sale, which was 30% off. Um, we've posted Let's about it a it little out. bit. Or hope you check, Hope you checked it out. Hope you checked it out. But if you didn't, we do have a code for 20% off. Use that code, MWW20. Uh, Black Ovis Camo Fire. I just got done building some arrows on Black Ovis. Did so you? That was cool. Yep. Yeah, I'm going to be building some. Love myself. that custom Arrow ID builder, dude. It's, it's sweet, ain't it? Easy peasy. It just boop, boop, done. Yep. And Love then I'm it. sitting there like changing all my colors and all that, too. Yeah. And then but, a few days later, uh, they arrive at your door. That's pretty nice. So Black Ovis, uh, also all kinds of really cool, you know, base layers, especially Black Ovis branded. They've got, dude, you name it. I mean, uh, there's a coyote decoy I want to buy. There is turkey decoys. There is a little bit of everything. You know, they're like that online store, like a big box that's <laughs> online. I guess you call it. Yeah, it's an online store. Cool. And then cool. Camo Fire. And yeah. by the way, I was just talking to our boy Craig at Camo or Black Ovis Camo Fire yesterday. 
we were talking about like some marketing strategies and different things. And Trail I'm Cam like, Tuesdays. There you go. And I'm like, dude, I don't know if it is bad to say, but whenever I talk about camo fire, I talk about just I use it when I take my morning shit. He goes, you would be amazed at how many times we hear that. That's what people do in the mornings is they get on the camo fire while they're doing their business. Went to take a poop and I spent seven hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Most expensive poop I've ever taken. A lot of people realize what they need when they're, you know, shitting. You know what? I like that, that video sounds- I put the other day. Honey, what are you doing in there? Uh, 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 drugs. drugs. <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious, by the way. It's oh, one yeah. of the few reels I've like laughed at. Yeah, for real. And then uh, reveal cameras. Oh man, dude, their app just got updated. I know that, and, and it's pretty it sweet, is. and it's gonna get better. There is another update coming up in a month or so, I think it, it was, and it's supposed to be even better. But some of the new features, like especially – so I've got three cameras out now, mm-hmm. and now it tells you exactly on the picture the date, time, and what exact camera that one was. Before, you kind of had to – zoom. It was in. a little harder to figure out like yeah. which was which. Um, the galleries are nice. uh the account, you can see exactly what plan you have. Ex- you can make your changes. Um, I would say just like overall, just clean. Yep, super clean, um, super nice. And, you know, it's so easy to like make changes on your settings to me. Uh, I was able to, I put out a new camera and set the camera up, let it run for a while, and then I just went in here and made the changes on settings. Mm-hmm. Boom, done. There you, know, you go. Easy is enough. Easy, and I'm going to be doing that again pretty soon. So, pretty sweet. Check out uh, Reveal by Tacticam. You should uh, definitely have them out pretty quickly. I mean, it's into June. Yeah, I'm um, not going to worry about it until yeah. next month. Well, you should have them bought by now. Well, yeah, you should definitely buy them, but. I need to get mine out. I'm, I'm usually in July. I have mine out, so I, I know I, it's coming quick. So I've been doing July 4th the last few yep. years. That it's, week. It's worked out the yeah. July 4th for me. I, I, I might. That's a pretty good week because I got two days off that week, too. Yeah. yeah. Got, usually got some time off and works out. Yeah. So it's like a four. I usually have mine out by then because I know last year I had that one deer I had two pictures of all year long. One was July 5th, and it was, I mean, he was already pretty full velvet outside mm-hmm. his ears, really good. And the other was September 5th. So it was almost, however um, many months that is apart, but. Yeah, like the fifth. Two. Yeah. He pleased the fizz Yeah. So uh, check them out. And I think that's uh, all of our sponsors for the show. So um, let's get into it. It's a pretty long show. Let's get into our show with Adam and Josh with Weber Outfitters. This is the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast. It's a podcast. Bye. Okay, uh, back with us tonight in part two of our two-part series with Weber Outfitters, Adam Weber and Josh Bickmeyer on the Zoom this time. But, hey, we're here, boys. How you guys doing? Doing pretty good on here. How about you guys? We're alive. You guys are our first double Zoom call. Yeah. We've never done a Zoom call with multiple people. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. (laughs) 
I'm sure we'll have some type of technical difficulty. Oh, yeah. Seems like we always do. Seems like we always do. How did you guys get the height figured out for all three of you to be exactly the same? That's why I'm ducking. He's, he's, lean, he's leaning He's leaning down. forward, and I'm His probably all, all the way up. up. I'm kind of hunched back. <laughs> Andy's sitting on his butt, and Nate's standing. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty accurate. Pretty accurate. <laughs> pretty accurate. Yeah, well, you know. Oh, he's almost a full you guys foot taller. Have been shooting your bows anymore at all, or no? We had a couple extra phone books. <laughs> Funny you should say that. Uh, today, actually, uh, me and I was talking to Micah, and I'm thinking about switching my sight. Oh God. Uh, what are you going to go to? Uh, well, I I'm really thinking about the Trophy Ridge React Trio Pro. Even though it's 19 pin size. What is that new red line? The new red line. Yeah, but the torch, you need to look heavy into that one, man. What's it do? You would like it. What's it do? It's a sight. <laughs> uh, so the new setup that's got on it is the the coolest thing that Redline came out with is it's vertical pins. And one of the coolest features is, you know how your light, sometimes it just won't turn on because right. the batteries don't sync or whatever. It's got the USB chargeable battery setup in it, and it has an additional battery that you can twist into it. It's the coolest thing because you just click it and you're done. And you See, can adjust all your settings from right there. I don't even think about that sort of stuff anymore right now, even though that's very cool because in Colorado, you can't use artificial light. So, yeah. like, my black gold that I've been shooting for how many years now, it doesn't have any light. It just uses yeah. the fiber optics or whatever those are called. And I've just kind of gotten over it. But... um I'm not going to Colorado this year, and I don't know what Wyoming's. That's probably something you need to figure out. Rules are, yeah. But and it's, it's kind of like there. the black gold, and it's because it's got the fiber optics that go all the way around the bell housing. Yeah. So it just takes in all the light. It's a two-pin slider. It's a vertical, and the way the sight tapes are built on it, it has the straight with the metal tapes that we were showing you, mm -hmm. and then it's also got a secondary option on the wheel itself, so you can have two places to look at. Oh, is that what you pretty, got? It's pretty cool. No, I got a CBE. Yeah. Oh. I think they kind of took some things from like the firearms world on that too, because I think um, Spot Hog probably mm -hmm. maybe did this previous, but you got two different pen sizes, right? So you got that 19 for everything close. And then when you're turning out, you're down there at that 10. You know, uh, when you're shooting fast and close, you want big pin, right? Lots of light, lots of sight, doesn't really matter. But when you're stretching out there at 80, 100 yards, you know, with the tack challenge guys, man, and the stuff that's going on out there, like distance is becoming a thing with these bows. And um, that smaller pin is super advantageous. You know, if you think about it, the difference between a 19 and a 10 at 100 yards is you're looking at covering – uh i think you're covering 12 it's either 10 or 12 inches at 100 yards with that 19 it's and you're lot. looking at a 10 down to i think it's like takes it down three inches i don't know the internet will murder me for everything i just said <laughs> i think i might be i think i'm close in there somewhere so ballpark. um and that's, an engineer somewhere will tell me that i'm actually wrong but it's cool i love you still that's that's mostly the reason i've never gotten that trio pro is for whatever freaking reason Trophy Ridge doesn't make that site in any 10-pin offerings. And we even talked to, we even one, talked of the, to him. The, one of the engineers from Trophy Ridge about yeah. it. They're like, yeah, they'll never do it. And we're like, why? Well, screw Makes you. Makes no that. sense. Um, but, uh, like, besides that. I don't think Bear's known for – I mean, Bear owns Trophy Ridge. I don't right. think they're known for really speed bows. 
Like right. bear is the hunting man's bears, the hunting, the hunting man's bow. Right. And I don't know that they're known for speed. I mean, I'm I, Josh, you could correct me if I'm wrong, but like, I mean, they're, they're not, I'm not saying they're slow, but like, you're not going to, you're not getting the same thing you're getting out of some of the others that are on the market right now. Well, and like, I mean, that's never been their push. I don't think they have a, uh, it's a react trio or it's a react five pro. It's a five yeah. pin. And it, it came in 10-pin, one of the offerings back then. And I had that site before I've had my black gold. I love that thing uh, for yeah. several years. I switched to the black gold for several reasons, one being having the dovetail option, which I've moved that site exactly zero times after getting it set ever. So it's just kind of funny. You have that option, and you don't really do anything with it. But um, we're, we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves anyway. So let's yeah. let's back well, up. We'll let's cover that here in a little bit. Let's start at the beginning. The <laughs> so when we're when we're getting, we've just purchased the bow. We've shot all the different bows we tried, just like the three of us. We shot all these different bows. Nate chose the Elite Era. Micah with the Elite Omnia, and Andy went with the Bowtech SS thirty four. And that part's over with. Now we've picked our bow. Now it's time to set a bow up, especially for, you know, a guy or gal who has never bought a bow uh, from a shop before or someone kind of like me who hasn't bought a bow. Actually, you know what? That was the first bow I've ever purchased from a shop. I just thought of that. Look at you and your big boy pants. The reflex reflex came from Grant. Did you wear a belt? The assassin. (laughs) The The assassin came from Russell. So I've actually never purchased... I've never walked out of a, a bow shop with a bow before. Damn. So, Nate, what's it feel like to be a real boy? A big boy now? <laughs> kind of weird because I still go and look at my assassin in the basement every day and tell him I love him still. So, I don't know. I'm sure you do. It's probably <laughs> like a shadow box or something like that. Like, it, uh... I mean, that's part of the reason I thought about the, the different site is because I'm like, well, I could put that black gold back on the Bowtech and like have a second bow just in case. That's what I would do if I was you, honestly. <laughs> I would totally do that. 100%. I mean, he's going to put everything back on the assassin, and, and then start shooting the assassin. Start shooting. <laughs> you guys are going to see me at the, right this entire time. You guys are going to see me at the bow shooting. Adam's like, "Why the hell is your era in the case?" <laughs> um, no, I, it's not going to be. I really enjoy it. I've shot it a handful of times. I still haven't got anything sighted in yet, but it's been enjoyable. Okay, so you've bought the bow. Now we need to worry about setup, right? I mean, there's a lot yeah. that goes on. You know, you can get a person set up at, let's say, 65 pounds, 28-inch draw length, or whatever they are, and they can try the different bows, and they go, okay, I like this one. Let's do this one. Now we have more work to do, though. It's not That's not the end for them um, because there's all kinds of stuff that goes into getting a bow, what do you call it, hunting ready? Tuned. Shooting ready, tuned. Field ready. Ready to hunt, ready to go. Yeah. So, uh, Josh or Adam, just talk about some of the first things you start doing once we've we've made the purchase or we said we're going with this one. Where where do we go from there? So, the first thing I usually start out with is figuring out the exact draw length. So, all the new bows nowadays, you can get down – some of them go to quarter-inch specs. Like, without even adding cable turn, cable twist, or anything like that, it all comes down to the, the modules. The modules are the biggest thing. And then, as we showed you guys with Elite especially, they offer three different kinds. They have the performance, they have the smooth, they have 
the 75%. So it's just whatever fits you the best. So when it comes down to that and make sure the D loop's good, that's the very most important thing is make sure that bow fits you properly. Cause if it doesn't, trust me, I shot a bow. You can ask Adam. I shot a bow that was inch and a half too short for me for four or five years, but I love that bow. I got used to the way it shot. So that's the first thing I want to make sure that the draw length is exactly where it needs to be. And then after that, it comes down to what rest do you want to run? Do you want to run? Hey, let's talk about that for a second. Sorry. Hold on. There you let's, go. let's reverb that back just for a second. So because Josh, I think we've seen a lot of people coming into the shop that have never seen this technology that we're talking about. Like, yeah. and it's like voodoo. So aside from prime Hoyt and Matthews. Okay. Yeah. Every other brand has figured out how to put a bow out that you can adjust in a adult span of draw links. You know, aside from, I know unless you're Andy and you've got, you know, like a 32 inch draw, um, you know, or something like that and you're left-handed, but basically you're going to get that spectrum, right? So Matthews is still stuck in this, a mod for every half an inch, inch, whatever it is. Hoy has maybe stepped up to the game a little bit here yeah, they, with they the two mods. So you got two mods. So you got either a long or a short mod, right? Um, for length of adjustment, but let's talk about kind of how easy it is to, to fine tune that with some of these other brands. And I'm not, I'm not bagging on anybody else uh, as far as that, but I'm just saying that's a huge deal because how many customers have we had that come in and they're like, well, I'm a 29 inch. They pick a 29 inch bow and then they find out they start shooting a little bit and like, I need 28 and a half. I need 29 and a half, whatever that is. So uh, talk just a little bit about some of that that we're seeing, you know, bear Bowtech, yeah. um, PSE and elite, um, you know, and some of the stuff that they're doing to help the consumer not have to worry about spending 60 bucks on an extra set of mods to get it to fit or something like that. So talk about that for just a second. So with elite and bear and all, and the guys that, Adam just mentioned their mod system goes from like 22 inches all the way to 30 to 31 inches. Like it's all in one mod. Just one. It's all you need. You don't even need a bow press to adjust these bows anymore on some of the bows. Now granted some of the bows, like the bigger name brands, you do need a bow press because you have to switch a bunch of stuff out. Um, it honestly just comes down to personal feel and it just, it makes it, a lot better transition for the customer and for the Bowtech as well, because you're getting them in, getting them faster and it works out good. We have this book called, we call it the Bible. That's what me and Blaine call it. It's the Bowtech Bible. It has all the bows that we carry and all the spreadsheets that we need. And it works out great. Cause if uh, some of them go from A to D, some of them are one through 10 and one is not always the same as what 10 is, and it just goes back and forth, back and forth. So sometimes it's confusing, especially whenever you guys were there, and there was three of you were trying to set up and do all these different things and right. just make sure each bow was set up right. And the beauty of the modern bow is, okay, you guys got uh, you guys all got bows that didn't require like a specific mod. So let's say that 
you know, in two years, you guys find something you're in love with that you want to upgrade. I know, Nate, that that's a foreign concept to you, but, um, you know, uh, <laughs> you find something you want to upgrade to. Or maybe you got a 15 or 16 year old in the house and you're like, hey, I'm getting a new bow and my kid can pull, you know, 60 pounds. Most of the time you have a 10 pound adjustment. So if you get 70 pound limbs, it'll go to 60, 60 down to 50. You know, you kind of get the picture there. But there. now you've got a bow that you don't have to try to find. That's so like, let's say it's three or four years old. You're not out on ebay trying to find mods yeah. to figure out to get your kid set up or your brother or your cousin or you know whatever it may be um you're not you're able i mean once you buy that you can basically set it up for anybody in your family that you want to right. and help them get started i think that's a huge value add to where the technology has gone in the archery world you know and kudos to the bow companies for figuring that out and the ones that haven't really should step up to the plate and it's consumer fam friendly as well because you don't got to buy new strings every single time you adjust like you used to back in the day. Or yeah. it makes a world of difference. And they're like, oh, you can do that? I'm like, yeah, give me like two minutes and I'll adjust this real quick and boom, done. One thing I found. So after you've got. I was going to say one thing I found interesting and I think it was Bowtech. Josh was telling me about it. Why do some of them, like you were saying, use A, B, C, D, different numbers, different letters? But, like, isn't it Bowtech that just straight up says 25, yeah, 26, 27? Up, why yeah, do they make yeah. it, like, why? I, it's not, not that it matters, but it just seems like it's so much more straightforward to have this is 26 inches, this is 27. Um, yeah. Is it just because there's less lettering they have to put on it? Or, I mean, I, 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 it honestly, seems to I, me I, like I Bowtech. Answer that in one I can answer that in one word. What? Are you ready? engineers <laughs> <laughs> they like to make have everything. you ever met an engineer that wanted you to be able to do something simply <laughs> i mean come on now <laughs> no, I'm just Facts. i love much love to all the engineers a bowtech engineer uh, apparently yeah, common sense voice <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like so if you get the era and the omnia which so micah has the omnia nate has the era mm -hmm. and number one is not the same for both of those so you, you got to remember that stuff, which is why I have the Bible, the which Bible. makes life easier. Yeah, the yeah. Bowtech Bible. If you only have to know your bow because that's what you buy, then that yeah. I mean that's yeah, it's easier to do. Now I would forget every time and have to look it up, which is fine. But um, you know that's important. Draw okay. length is probably the most important, honestly, because um, I mean you can really develop some bad habits. Like Josh, you were saying for right. several years you were shooting an inch and a half too short. I was actually shooting two inches too long and didn't notice it when I first got my assassin. Um, yeah. The uh, the stop screw on those is a pretty poor design back then, and it had loosened up, and I didn't realize it, but every time I was shooting, I was just going a little further back. And, <laughs> what, two months later, I didn't even realize that I was just, just stretched, way stretched out. at 29 yeah. inches. Um, That's what she said. That makes you – a your shot's going to get worse and i and all of a sudden i was shooting worse i couldn't figure out what i was doing wrong ended up taking it yeah. to somebody and figuring out yeah your draw is 29 inches dude that's probably half your problem you know and it's just and when you see something it, when something only happens a little tiny bit at a time over a, a period of time before you know you it you're it. you're totally different and you don't even realize how how much you've changed over the past 2 months so correct yeah. and so another thing that goes sorry adam no, that's fine. Uh, you know, I think that understanding draw length, being able to adjust, being able to adjust to, 
you know, and get those fitted into you. Super important, super important for consistency. You know, bows are not guns. This isn't a sighted in and hand to anybody that wants to shoot it and it's going to hit where it goes, right? It's very personal uh, and it needs to be set up to you personally and properly. And, you know, that draw length is super important. Um, how you hit the peaks and the valleys of the draw, um, you know, how that how that feels when you're drawing, if it's too long, too short, uh, it all matters. So, yep, definitely. So, so and, what's next? Once you get the draw length where it needs to be, what's the next step? Where is Josh going? Next. So with when it comes to the draw length, and the next step is what release are you shooting? Because that does make a difference. It's going to make a huge difference because I shoot a thumb release currently, and if I go from a thumb release to a uh, index finger, it is actually like a half inch shorter. So that is the next biggest thing. The release is going to make and break a lot of things as well. Now there's always arguments out there which one's better. It's whatever your personal preference is. I have reasons why I shoot a thumb and I'm way more accurate shooting a thumb release because I take out a lot of the uh, second guessing. Like there's no play. I know if I miss the shot, it's because it's my fault. hundred percent my fault. Not because my hand was twisted weird or the, the yoke was spun around differently or something like that. And then when it comes from there, once I get that lined up, we start working into what kind of site are you going to run? Because your site is going to be based off of, the peep size, because each bow, like um, the spot hogs, they're massive, huge, big window. So that's going to determine what peep size you're going to have, where your guys' CBEs, and I think the black gold too, yeah, is smaller about houses. the same size. Yeah. Yeah. About inch and a half, roughly. Yeah. And, and so, good. I was just going to say, going back to the, um, the release, I mean, even if you're a brand new hunter, you probably have an idea of what you feel most comfortable with. Correct. Um, uh, I would say, especially 20 years ago, even further, you know, you're, you're now you're seeing guys hunt with thumb releases and hunt with even tension or back tension, uh, releases before that was mostly like, you know, just your competition shooters, but your all your hunters were slapping, you know, slapping the trigger. Oh yeah. There's still a lot of people, you know, using index finger releases. Me and Andy both do. Correct. Micah, you're. I'm an index. He's oh, you, the one. Okay, I thought to, you were switching. I'm, no, he's I'm the back dumb. and forth. Yeah, Andy's been back and forth. He hasn't made up his mind Andy yet. Was using both releases when he was here. Yeah. Were you really? Uh, so, so I want to go back to something now that I'm yeah. thinking about. What's the rule of thumb? So, like right now, I'm using an index. If I switch to a thumb, is that going to make it where my draw seems longer or shorter? Shorter. Shorter. It's it's gonna feel like it's gonna be a little bit shorter. Okay. Yeah, that makes I had sense. to think about that. that so whenever right. you pull the bow back, no, it's going to be longer. Yeah, because the way I think about it, because so whenever you have a thumb release, the little yoke system that's on there, and like where your hook is at or whatever style you have doesn't matter. It's only like an inch and a half. Right. And where your release comes back with the index, it's way back here, and you're like reaching out. So you've got a good solid three inches coming up. So it's going to be make your draw length a little bit longer. Sorry, not shorter, my bad. Yeah. Um, so that's where it's going to kind of come into play. And another thing that comes into it whenever I'm thinking about this kind of stuff, whenever it comes to a draw length, like if so, if someone walks in like, hey, I'm 29 inches. I'm like, okay, what release do you shoot? And then if I see something that, because like, a lot of people bring, they want the peep sight up to their eyeball. 
I've noticed this a lot. I don't know why, but it's they think it needs to be right there. And it, it's it's more for lining up your scope housing and everything like that with the site. You got to think of it like a scope. You have two pieces and you want those to line up perfectly. But they bring it way back here and they can't, like they're pushing on the string. It's not shooting straight. They get all fed up and mad. And I'm like, hey, just tip the nose. Tip the nose. Whatever you got to do, just bring that bow to the tip of your nose and let it just barely hit there. And that's why uh, Bomar has that nose button yep. with a whole bunch of spikes on it. So you always have the same exact thing because what's the biggest thing in hunting, bow hunting? Uh, accuracy and repetition. Constantly the same exact thing every single time. Because if you do the same thing every single time, your shots are going to show it. If you torque it just a little bit, we'll cover that here in a little while, mm -hmm. you're going to notice it and you can even feel it. Me and Blaine were shooting tonight. He wanted to get his 60 yard set up and I was like, all right, let's go. And he's like, wow, I missed that. I'm like, yeah, you torqued your bow. I was watching you. And he goes, I felt it in my hand. I'm like, that's the, that's just one of the things that you got to look out for. Yeah. And there should be nothing different No, in your shot, how you shoot, what you think about, and your sight prep and where your sight hold is between 10 yards and 100 yards. It's yeah. the same process. You're just pointing it a little higher at a longer distance. And most people freak out, and that's when they over-torque. You are going to tend to over-torque the further or the more difficult the shot is because you're intently trying to get that done, and you see it all the time. Yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, you know, they six of one, half dozen the other. I'm sure you have a lot of new hunters that say, hey, I want to get a new re a release while I'm here. Um, some come in and they, this is my release. I've been using this for 10 years. I want to keep using this. Great. Get our peep set up. Um, for, for you guys, at least at, in your shop, then once you kind of are there, I guess, you know, if they're happy with the bow, then they either say, hey, let's let's just keep it at the poundage that you had it at. So, um, yeah. you know, 70 or 65, 60, whatever. And then we're going over to the paper tune and checking our, our tune, which we'll get to this, especially on my bow, my bow paper tuned really well. But then when we went to sight in at 20 yards, we had issues, yep. um, which is to me, one of the great things about at least having a range at the shop, that you can sight in that 20 yard pin, which not every bow shop has that opportunity to that ability. And that kind of sucks because you walk out of there. If in my case, you would walk out of there with the bow, get home and be like, this freaking thing doesn't, I can't even sight the damn anything. thing in. It's going yeah. this way and this way. I don't know what's going on. So, yeah. um, anyway, we get that done and we go over to paper tune and what are you looking for there? And, and explain why paper tuning is important. So whenever it comes down to paper tuning, um, it a lot of it depends on what kind of rest you want to run. So uh, we have the main three, whisker biscuit, drop away from the cable, and then limb driven. And whisker biscuits are great. I, there's nothing wrong with those starting out. They're a great tool to start out with. They're a pain in the butt to tune, like straight up, because it's, it's never consistent. Not one thing, it's ever consistent going on with the whisker biscuit. And then with the drop away rest, what I'm looking for is, so I start them off at uh, roughly, I don't know, 10, 20 foot away from the paper. And what I'm looking for is how that arrow is coming out of the bow immediately. I want to make sure that it is going perfectly straight and I'm looking for a bullet hole, which is you have the fletchings and then you have a 
perfect circle in the middle. And if, if it's not that, I know that there's something going on with either the rest or the D loop is not in the correct spot. And he's just go up just a touch. It just depends on the shooter and the bow. And a lot of this I can pull out with the rest I can work with, or I can adjust some cables. Depends if you have yokes or anything like that. I can kind of move some stuff around, but the biggest thing, and one of the things that what well, you're talking about, Nate, is how when you were shooting your bow, yeah, you were getting great, great bullet holes. No problem. Then we went to the 20 and we're like, hey, we're out of adjustment. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, we're out of adjustment. Well, that I was like, well, let me see it. And then I kind of looked at it. I'm like, oh, okay. So every single bow has the sweet spot. So bows flex. Whenever you pull a bow back, it's going to flex just a little bitty bit. Because it's got so much tension, especially nowadays with all these bows that are shooting ungodly speeds, like ridiculous speeds. And oh, so when it comes for to some that, of you, when it comes down to that, darts and spears, the biggest thing, go ahead. What do you got? Oh, I want to hear that. He said darts and spears. Because yeah. it's funny you say that because I chronoed mine when, when I got home and I don't even want to talk about what it chronoed at. <laughs> no, what were you getting at? Two what do you got? 253. 253. Yeah. 253 is 60 pounds, though. At, 65. At 65 pounds. Yep. That's Are you at 65? Yeah. Yeah, it's not bad, actually. What's your arrow weight? Four, uh, 424. So that's where it's coming in at. Yeah. Right yeah. Yep. I think 424. Yeah. You could get it. You could get that changed around if you wanted to, but to be honest with you, you got enough kinetic probably it at that point. It doesn't matter. Yeah. At 253, I mean, you should be pretty good there. I'm using, uh, which we're getting ahead of ourselves again, but I'm I'm going to use a, a really solid cut-on-contact broadhead, and that's going to be my plan of action is cut as quick as possible because I'm not running as fast or heavy as guys like, you know, Andy. Even though we shoot the same arrows, his arrow is – how full many, length. you know, I mean, full length arrow six foot longer. Than so yours. you're talking about what eight grains per inch, I think is our arrow or something so like I'm that. Actually, so I'm actually a spine. I'm oh, you're a spine. spine you're 250. Yeah. I'm a 250 spine. So you're so even I'm, heavier. I'm heavier. Yeah. Than you. I'm, I'm shooting yeah. five. It's probably 10.1 to 10.2 grains per inch. Yeah. yeah. I'm five. Hey, Yo. Are you going to scream at the deer? I got the cut on contact <laughs> <laughs> before you shoot him or what? I don't know. Like, I think you should try that instead of the old, you know, like tree fart noise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you should totally do that. Contact guy. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do. Sorry. I just ordered uh, three more of those $120 broadheads yesterday. Nice. So that's your own fault. That's what I'm going with. Dear anyway, Lord, did Pocahontas herself sign them? I don't know. <laughs> They're good. Iron, but... Iron Will's pretty proud of their stuff. They are. I was going to say, it yeah. sounds like you're shooting iron wheels. They yeah. are. Like, I was pretty positive what that one was going to be. Yep. They're not the only super expensive one, but they might be the most expensive. I don't know about that for sure, but they're definitely. Just make sure when you're shooting those bevels, you get the right bevel for your bow. Yeah. There's I... different ones when it comes to tuning. Yep. Yeah. There's there's different setups. Yeah. I don't. I'm not in the single bevel world yet, but anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves. But okay, so we, we're doing our paper tuning. So when it comes down to paper tuning, all right, that like what you had, you like like oh bullet hole, all right, cool. Well, I didn't. I was probably one working shot. with I mean, one guys. shot. Yeah, yeah, it was perfect. 
And I was, I was probably working with one of the other guys and I was like, okay, that's a bullet hole. Cool. So my mind's going a thousand miles per hour. Just make sure everybody else is like, you're done. See you later. Bye. Next person. Let's go. And then all of a sudden I hear you guys talking. I'm like, oh, okay. He's out of adjustment. So we came and back over explain to- what that means. Out of adjustment. Oh, so you're, so you were shooting your bow and it was going, I want to say it was going to the left. Yep. And we couldn't go any further left. So we tried to shim it, bring it back the other direction a little bit, then try to go back the other way, and we couldn't get nothing to work for us. And that's when something actually hit me in the head. I'm like, I was like, I bet his center shot is not correct. And center shot is a very big thing. It's uh, so not only up and down, but left and right. So you guys got the elite QADs, right? Yeah. And it's only got like the three adjustment indicators on it. Correct. Okay. And then with a regular QAD, it has like a full row, like a full inch of adjustment. Yep. So what I've noticed with the elite QADs is that they come made specifically for elite, of course, because it has a fancy little sticker on it. And they're already set up ready to rock and roll. Sometimes all you got to do is move the prongs. There's three holes and there's two holes for the prongs. Just move them over. Just one slot done. See you later. Bye. And I think that's what we did for Micah's bow because his bow was clean, done, the fastest bow I've ever set up probably, besides my own. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> I'm quick like that. <laughs> and ask the one sister. thing that we do. <laughs> <laughs> the one Solid thing that burn I noticed, on yourself? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. With Nate was that I got to look in and I, I stood behind you and I'm like, like, dude, you are torquing the heck out of your bow. You were torquing your bow so hard, you were shooting a bullet hole. So I went to like all my time working with elite and I've shot elite for a lot of years and talking with um, name drop right here, but Nathan Brooks and he's showed me so much. He's a great guy. He's one of my rep. He's my rep for it. And he was telling me one day about there's elite center shot is 13, 16. So the old thing is, is that you set your bow up and you look down it from like bird's eye view and you want to see it go straight through. Like the arrow has to be lined up perfectly. Well, not always. That's not that's old school. That's not always the case anymore. Back in the day, maybe, but nowadays, no, not with the bows that are getting smaller. They're getting faster, and especially whenever you start getting up to that seventy pound. Let's hope mark. for you, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> well, are you and talking so about whenever their flexing, it gets down right? to that, I went back. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to move this because I think it was at, I want to say like fifteen sixteenths to an inch, and I was like, oh, okay. So I just brought it back just a little bit. And I looked at you, I'm like, I want you to go to full draw. And while you're at full draw, just glance up at your top cam. Tell me what that string is doing coming off of there. Because that's going to dictate a lot. Because all that kinetic energy, all the momentum going forward, it's going to push whichever way it needs to go. Mm-hmm. That, that's a big thing that a lot of people don't realize. And I didn't really realize it either. I never paid attention to it until Adam told me about it one day. And I was like, well, son of a gun. All right. So you'll see me doing it. If I notice that my shots aren't right and I don't know what's going on with my grip, if I change one little thing up with the grip, I'm like, oh, okay, so I'm just torquing it and or I'm going the other way. So I just loosen my grip up. And that's that's another big thing I look at is after the draw length is the grip. Because I learn a lot about a shooter when I'm boating. I learn so much. That's where I figure out if the peep is good, if they're hitting their nose, because I'm on their 
their left side so I can kind of see all the mechanics of the bow and making sure that's actually I'm timing the bow at the same time for the draw stops and I'm kind of playing with it and I want to tweak something because I kind of have OCD when it comes to this because I, I want every bow set up to where I'm happy with it because I want my bow to be perfect so I want your bow to be perfect too and my bow I mean I went down and dirty with it I got really crazy I was like what are you doing I'm like just leave me alone this is my thing I my bow I want to do something to it but and with your grip what we tell you we told you to line your fingers up like straight up and down right mm -hmm. yep and it, essentially and it actually took me a f second to figure out what you were asking me to do on looking up my string and then as soon as I noticed it that's when it, it was like oh and you know you see that cable coming around the cam Mm -hmm. And I think mine was diving, like to my left. It was diving like down to yeah. your right side. So Maybe it was the other way left. around. Yeah, I can't remember. But and then you're like, oh, I get it. And then if you just kind of like you know take your you know your lead hand or in my case my left hand and just kind of like do so you can see the yeah. the you know cable move up and down or side to and side. It's not a lot. No, it's very I mean, it's, it's very small. Mostly. Yeah. Yeah. But, but that very little bit makes a huge difference because you got to think like that little bit, like an eighth inch over like two and a half foot. That's a lot. Of, that's a lot. Yeah. And one thing and, I noticed was, so yeah, you guys talked about, you know, my fingers. And this might be true of a lot of people when they're buying a new bow. You're, you're now shooting a bow, like for me, that's totally different than any, than what you were shooting before for years. Yeah. I was shooting the same bow for years and years and years. So I got comfortable the way it shot. I got comfortable the way it, I held it. And now you're holding something that's, I mean, for all intents and purposes, foreign to you, right? It's, it's brand new. You've it never is. shot it before, um, you know. And so I think sometimes, especially for me, I think I was just doing everything I think I could to even pull the thing back at 70 pounds uh, yeah. with a new different bow, especially compared to an assassin to these new bows with big cams. Um it was difficult for me and I was doing a lot of things that I didn't, I guess, typically do. So Adam, well, you, you Adam pulls me to the side and he starts talking about, uh, actually he got his bow out and shot it. And we were kind of talking about how he does it. And, you know, you just line, line your hand up, just touch those fingers, uh, to the riser. And if you're torquing your bow, just a small amount of pressure can really change the way Everything. that is moving. And he even had me pull it back and then torque it on purpose and then just yeah. put some pressure on that top finger and see what it does. And it just brings it right back to where, to where it's supposed to be. So that's another nice part is you go, you go in a paper tune, then you go to side in and then you run into the problems like I ran into, which, yeah. which were multitude of things. It was torquing and it was also, it wouldn't have mattered if I stopped torquing because I was still hitting left and didn't have any more adjustment to the left. As right. soon as you made that quick change to my rest, which was just, what, one slot over, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. It went from the left slot to the, the center slot, I believe. I'd have to go look at it, but I'm pretty sure that's what you did. And you changed the, the, the V of the rest. Very first shot, and I'm, I mean, all of, everybody, everybody was watching it by that point because yeah. we were trying to figure it out. First shot I take, boom, I hit six inches right to what I was aiming yeah. at. And we were all like, yeah, figured it out. Um, <laughs> so, got room to play. <laughs> now we got room. Um, so that's one nice thing about, and I, I'm guessing you do this everybody, is you're sighting that, 
that bow in at least at 20 yards so that we yeah. know we got a good baseline. Now we can go from here. And that, that's that's one thing I look for is, like, whenever it comes to the, the site aspect, I mean, th- there there's a lot that goes into sites. Don't, there is a lot. And making sure you pick out the right site. And like I was talking about with Peep earlier, so Peep is a very big thing. And then a, a lot of this stuff is all happening. Like, this all happens way, way, way before you even crack that first shot at 20. Like, I don't care about the shot at 20 yards yet. I just want to know, like, pick out all your stuff you want, and then let's put it on the bow, and let's make sure everything's working with you and the bow and all that good stuff like that. And we didn't ha- I didn't have time to do it with you guys, and I didn't get that far, and I wish I did, but I wanted to go back further and go back further and further and further when we're paper tuning because just because you have it coming out perfect right then and there doesn't mean a whole lot at 20 yards. So that just tells me what's coming, like, out of the bow. So I'm looking for deflection from the arrow, making sure that everything's timed in perfectly because with the drop away rest, I mean, timing's everything, making sure nothing's hitting, making sure your cables are out of the way because all the new bows, every every brand, every single brand is so much adjustability in not only poundage, draw length, but for tuning purposes. Like everyone is starting to, uh, the Bowtech, they have the deadlock system that system's freaking awesome. That is the coolest system because once you get your center shot figured out and like put the levels on it and all the stuff like that. And cause that's another big thing is just making sure everything is level. And well, once you get to that point in time, then you start paper tuning. Well, you don't necessarily need to move the rest or anything like that anymore. And if you're, if you as the shooter are shooting like you should, like everything's working out good, and you consistently keep getting like a left tear. So with, well, who is it? See, Bowtech. Oh, there's so many. Like almost all of them. They have adjustability where I can move your cams just by turning the Allen head. And Elite is Elite set up differently, but with Bowtech, it's on the cams. With Elite, it's in the, um, the limb pockets. So the limbs will rotate like this for your tears. And with Bowtech, the cams just move back and forth. And sometimes they come out of sync. I mean, at the factory, what do they do? They slap it together, get it out of there as fast as they can, right? They don't go through all the process. They make sure it's not going to blow up on you and all that good stuff. But whenever it comes to – so with Andy's Bowtech, the very first thing I do when that bow comes in is I make sure that I take two arrows with points on them, put them on the flat spot of the cam. And this is like a pro tip put them on the flat spot of the cam, loosen up my deadlock system, and I want those to touch perfectly in the center. If one's off and the other one's off, that means they're out of, they're out of tilt, right? You want to touch tips. You want to touch tips. <laughs> Damn it. You, want to touch you beat me to it. I was waiting. I was like, somebody's not going to throw this to uh, Michael like, beat me oh, to guys. it. I was, I was trying to let him finish his uh, thought, and you just, you just – I knew you were going to say I saw Michael's face. He was like, oh, he said touch the tips. <laughs> But it, it's stuff like that that makes a huge difference. And no, like my guys knowing that, oh, this uh, this bow I can adjust like this. So prior to you even touching the bow, we go through them all just to make sure everything is where it needs to be. All the draw stops are where they need to be, because there's a lot of them you want that. Uh, you, like you were talking with the PSC it, last week, it came. It was like dunk. It was there, mm-hmm. done. And I mean, some bows are spongier, but. All that goes into effect of what we're thinking about and how you're drawing the bow. 
And even when it comes to poundage, if you're sitting there fighting it, kind of like Nate was, like he was like, oh, can't quite get it. <laughs> and then it broke over finally. So we turned them down to where it's comfortable for you. And so all that comes into play. Like it, there's a lot really going on inside of our heads and we have to think about. But whenever it comes down to uh, elites, they have probably one of the coolest systems. I have not seen this before, and it was awesome. Botech might have had this way back in the day, but they got rid of it and went to this deadlock system. But you can literally, it's called set technology. You can move the limb pockets left and right, and they have like on the dial, it says for left tear, go this way, right tear, go this way. I'm like, I noticed oh, that. Super easy. It's not a lot either. It's, it's kind of like the string off the cam. It's very, very minute. All your adjustments are very, when they say micro, they're not joking. It's not like quarter MOA. It's it's micro, like just a crack, just boop, done. And one of the things that I've noticed a lot of times with people is that they shoot open-handed. Like I see it all the time. And so whenever, yes, just like that, whenever you shoot open-handed, if you like, go out there and try it, you don't think you're doing it, but your brain's like, hey, you're going to drop this really expensive toy you just bought. And so you, every single time you'll grab that bow and you'll drop your shot nine times out of 10, guarantee it. I've, I've had people come in, like some of our regulars that you saw come in, mm-hmm. I've sh- like, I don't, this thing is just not working out. And I'm like, dude, close your hand up. Don't death grip it, but just you know, close it up. Like, cause you're bur- like, well, I'm not doing that. I'm like, yeah, you are. So I've been, I'll videotape them. I'm like, see right there, boom, dropped it. And that's just one of the things that comes in the paper tuning. Cause, um, one of our guys was really bad about it. He's like, this thing does not tune. It's a piece of junk, blah, blah, blah. I took the bow from him, shot it, perfect bow hole instantly. He goes, how'd you do that? And that's kind of where I got into it. And I don't like doing that to customers. Cause I, I feel like an ass, like, hey, you're doing this wrong. Like, I hate that persona. <laughs> Come to Weber. Josh will call you a dumb shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> no, but, but it, I mean, it's it's all to help. Because it's hard sometimes. I mean, think about it for a second, though. I mean, and it's funny, but think about it for a second. Somebody's dad probably taught him a bad habit. Yeah. Right. Like, and when you tell them, like, oh, you shouldn't do this, like, most of their life, it was reinforced in their head, like, you know, do this. So, you know, there's a fine line. And let's be honest, uh, a lot of a lot of folks in this world are uh, set in their ways. Uh, you know, you got the old school, you got the new school, um, you know, and you got to be careful. Like there's a fine line sometimes of like um, you really got to let them figure out that it is them and not the equipment on their own or they get really, you know, um, unsought for advice is seldom heated and often resented, I think, is the way the quote goes, you know, and sounded so, uh, deep, it whatever be a challenge it sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Right. So, and sometimes, um, you know, bad habits work for people. I mean, yeah, I know a really good archer um, who has said to me before that, like, there's some really good people that shoot that slap their triggers, but yeah. they just know exactly what they're doing, and they don't give a shit if they're doing it wrong because it works for them, and they're Absolutely. really good I mean, shooters. So Amateur practices until he gets it right, a professional practices until he can't get it wrong, and, you know, you can do something a different way and do it perfectly and execute it just fine for you, you right, know? right um but yeah no it's uh it's a challenge some days that's for sure and i i'm a prime example that i am what you consider a command shooter 
Like I know when my release is going to go off hundred percent of the time. I always do. And so like, I don't pull through my shot like you should. I try to do it. And if I try to do it, it's just a mess. So I'm just like, like I'll do it a little bit, I guess. I don't know. But I, I know exactly when my release is going to go off, but I try teaching people the other way of, Hey, you guys need to do it like this. Like this is the way it needs to go. Try it like this. But I mean, it's one of those things where I've had people like, here, you shoot the dang thing. I'm like, okay. Then I shoot it and I shoot a bullet hole and they're like, how'd you do that? I'm like, well, you see here, <laughs> try it like this. And they go, oh, then they start doing it and then they're happy. At first right. they're pissed because their $2,000 bow is not doing what it needs to do. Then they realize, oh, it is me. Okay. And now Adam lost out on billable sales. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. I mean, a Ferrari will go fast, but if you don't know how to shift the gears, what's the point, you know? So, right. um, oh, God, that would sound so yeah, horrible. Can you imagine like grinding gears on a Ferrari? Just all that money going away. I would never, never be driving you one. You can own a Ferrari. You can afford the extra gears. That's true. That's true. Right. Um, so that's a you know important step in the process of you know setting up the bow at least for the three of us was after the paper tuning and shooting at twenty. You know, get you know obviously before all that we kind of jumped the gun, but yeah, you got you installed the our uh, quivers, our stabilizers, whatever, you know, we picked for all that. All those were yeah. put onto the bow, which just makes it easier for the customer. I mean, it doesn't need to be done. I mean, I could have gone home and done the stabilizers and quivers and all that, and I'm sure if you're super busy, maybe those go home with the person. But, you know, it's just mm-hmm. nice that the person walks out, and they don't have to go home and then add other things yeah. to it because it's all there. Um, yeah, but you want to paper tune your bow how you're going to shoot it. If you're right. going to shoot a quiver on in the tree, I want that quiver. Or, hell, if you're going to go on a stock hunt, maybe you normally take the quiver off in a tree and you know you're going to go on a stock hunt, you know, or you're going to be on the ground, you're going to have that quiver on the bow. Paper tune or at least check yourself with all of that gear on because it makes a difference. It makes a difference in how the bow performs. And I think where I learned that the most is in the competitive shooting world of archery because, um, you know, I'd shot bows for a long time, had never shot any kind of competitive archery whatsoever. And when you're shooting a arrow at a dime at 20 yards, it looks really freaking easy when these guys do it in Vegas. And my God, that is a challenge. Um, you want to talk about getting humbled, um, that will humble you. Um, but when you start watching these guys, how they continuously, you know, you think a 10 end match is 30 arrows and you're like, Oh, 30 arrows. Like that's not a big deal. When you're shooting 30 arrows (laughs) at a dime and you need the only way you're going to go, like, look at Vegas and Josh, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't the final round in Vegas, in order to get to the final day, you had to shoot 900s. Yes. You had to have a 900, a perfect, you had to be perfect. Yep. For an entire week. So Not think about that. Nine, yeah. That's all the way through just to get a chance to shoot in the finals. And then they had a shoot down, you know, it ended up in multiple shoot downs where it's a do or die arrow. And it comes uh, to so, fatigue at that point. Yeah. So point being said, it's really important that you, you know, you're at least checking your paper tunes. How, if you're going to change up the game, if you're going to, you know, if you're going to take three ounces off on a stabilizer, check your paper tune. It will affect it. You'd be surprised how much it does affect it. But 
Um, and that's why you should go to a reputable shop with reputable techs that know what they're doing and can help you and are willing to spend the time with you. You know, um, Weber Outfitters, and this is a plug, I own the place. I'm, I don't even care about shame at this point. Um, but <laughs> this us. is a plug for right. us and it's a plug for other shops across the country. We all sell archery products. We all sell brands. We're not manufacturing these bows. Um, we're selling brands that are known and trusted. So when you compare, you know, people say, well, what, what is so different about Weber Outfitters? We're set up to be able to get you start to finish and comfortable, and you can have confidence when you walk out the door. Archery shooting is mental. Making good shots is mental. If you have, if you find yourself, you know, uh, questioning whether or not you can hit at 20 question, well, I'm close at 30. I don't know. Well, okay. That buck, the buck of your lifetime comes in at 47 yards. You're going to doubt yourself because you were questionable at 30. Right. So helping shooters to identify that. And the one thing that separates Weber Outfitters from everybody else is we will give you the time. There is no, okay. Hey, you bought a bow from us. Okay. You've got one hour for free. And after that, we're charging you a dollar a minute. You know, that didn't happen to any of you guys. It doesn't happen to any other customers that come through the door. If it takes us four freaking hours to get you set up, we're yeah, there for the duration. And because we believe that your experience starts with us. And so total, total plug. Don't even care about the shame, um, you know, but that's what makes it different, you know. And I ask you guys, you guys are out traveling a while over the country. You know, where else are you seeing that happen? You know, um, well, I mean, we I talked say about it challenge. last week. I, I wasn't myself which is why I really didn't try to buy a bow for the last five years. Because the one time I stopped somewhere to shoot that SR6, I think I said, the last sh time the dude Wait, handed me. Huh? Yeah, gosh, you're going to do that again. Um, <laughs> the dude the dude hands me a bow with a 29.5 or 30-inch draw and says, give yeah. it a, sh you know, try it out. It's close. It's, and it's Mazda. I shot it like two times and put it up. I'm like, okay, that was worthless and walked out. And, you know, that was the only time I probably shot a bow. And, you know, for a consumer like me, at least, I won't go back. I, I won't try again. I'll just be like, oh, fuck it. I'll just keep my assassin and move on with my life. And I'm sh I guarantee you there's a lot of dudes and ladies out there like me who are shooting bows that are older. Maybe they don't love them, but it's, it's easier than – dealing with the dealing process. with a new one right yeah well the nice thing about where you know the the uh experience we had with weber outfitters and obviously we're partnering with you guys but we went in we got to shoot what we wanted we got to screw around with it for a while we chose it and then it got set up so at least we were, could walk out there uh walk out of there you know confident that hey if we need to go hunting tomorrow we need to cite our i mean obviously the person's not perfectly sighted in you gotta you gotta sight your bow in. Oh, it's practice, uh, practice. I get you, practice. I get you pretty close. Well, I mean, like I've, I've got a three pin slider. I didn't sight it. No, the three pin slider in. I, you've got to do some more work. You've got I to had... shoot, but um, you can you can be pretty close to ready to go. Yeah. At the end of that day or that ex, you know experience. I know if I if I can get your left and right figured out, get your twenty figured out, your sixty is gonna be right there. Like it's not gonna. It's just finding out where the sixty's at on your slide. Where the tape is, yeah. But yeah. so and anyway, to go back to building the bow and all that good stuff. Um, Wait, that's what we're supposed to talk. Yeah, about I guess right? so. Like <laughs> I got. I thought this was like a BS session or something like that. I mean, it's kind of like a mix. They all are. <laughs> Let's be but, honest. Um, <laughs> Let's yeah. be honest. That's that's all our. You know, we just BS through life. 
for three years know, now. For the three years now. <laughs> it's worked out pretty good so far. <laughs> I mean, if we're going to talk about some BS, should we talk about Kansas City Barbecue? I mean. Oh, yeah. Shots fired. Shots fired. Well, I had to do something to get Andy to talk for crying out loud. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Hit the Andy's delete. The Hit the I think back to regular button. programming. Building a bow, Josh. Start. Start talking now. <laughs> yeah. To so, build a bow properly, you need a, a nice – Some of Micah's cow tongue. Some, some jack stacks sitting there. Maybe some Joe's KC. Some slaps. You need to be properly hydrated with your barbecue and fed. And then you can But at the, the same time, though, like this is how I am and Blaine and Matt and even uh, Weber is too with even with all of our customers. Like it's it's a BS session while we're doing this because setting a bow up is not a fast process. Like unless you're Micah and it just freaking works out <laughs> unbelievably within five minutes and you're done. But that's the guy I want to hunt with. I know. Things right? go well for him. Oh, <laughs> I can't, really I can't well wait till him. you start shooting. You're like, I can't fucking hit anything. <laughs> no, I'm shot. I'm shot. <laughs> I've already shot it. I'm hitting. I'm hitting. But I, I like to bullshit with the customers, and I like to talk to them and just kind of get to know, like, what are you going hunting for? Like, if I, because if I'm talking to them, like, they don't realize I've already been there for an hour while I'm digging, getting all this stuff done. They're not saying, and dang it, I'm not. Yeah. It's not like an awkward silence. What'd you say, Andy? They're not saying, God dang it, hurry up. <laughs> yeah, that ain't no joke. Um, but so the very important thing is draw length, okay? Or I guess the very important thing is the color of the bow because it, it matters. <laughs> to some people, hey, yeah. You do it for the gram, bro. <laughs> the gram. Don't don't be dissing the gram like that. Yeah, I get them DMs. Oh. I'm glad I don't do it for the yeah, gram. The gram, the gram. My friend Graham, he brings me bennies, so <laughs> don't be dissing the gram like that, all right? Graham, Graham could kiss my ass, man. I... <laughs> Nate rebuilt a, an entire bow for the exact bow they built to show up five minutes later. <laughs> yeah. That was hilarious. Yeah. That was <laughs> pretty much so funny. Because oh, the, I want the green one, but I want it in seventy. I'm like, well, I don't, I don't have seventy, but that bow's the same exact bow, and that's seventy. I'm like, tell you what, I'll swap out everything literally for you, just so you have the OD green bow with seventy pound limbs you can barely pull back. And then we'll go from <laughs> no, you're doing good. I, I had to. And then I'm, I'm not kidding you. Maybe, maybe five, five minutes, minutes after you were done, a, a truck comes in. Oh, here, got something for you. OD Green, seventy pound era. Uh, I was like, no, can't make it up. It didn't take me that long to tear that bow down and put it back together. And no, get not to really. Shoot. No, fifteen twenty minutes. It didn't take you very long, but. Still, it was like a process you had to go through just to mess with it. You know, it's just kind of. But that's that's what I do on the regular. I'll do. I wouldn't. It, not even just for you. I'll do it for anybody. Like that's just ah, that really my thing. Like, no problem. <laughs> I thought I was special. You're not special. You're not. Don't you worry. I'll text you and we'll Facetime later on. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I'm, but, not, so I'm you, not sending you the link. <laughs> <laughs> but why were why were there what, three different packages show? I mean, there's constant stuff. I mean, new new inventory arriving for you guys, so that was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But so we got speaking the of new inventory. Now, Gotcha. That's what? Gonna me. Speaking of new inventory, oh, you guys got to come back because we got some really cool stuff in today. Those new slings we got in today. Oh, I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah, those new slings we got in today are totally bad, bad tail. I don't know if we can say bad words on the show or not. You can, oh, fuck, you can totally say ass. Ass. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. They're totally badass. Um, but yeah, 
uh, we'll send you some pictures uh, um, of them on Josh's bow, but they're cool and. Yeah. And I used the crap out of that tonight when I was shooting 60, and Blaine's like, that thing is handy. I'm like, I like it. Like, it's very comfortable. So, so Next I'll time I'm in the area, I'll be stopping by anyway because I was I got to thinking, Wyoming, I'm going to be up on a mountain hopefully for, you know, five days at a time. And I'm like, I got a four-arrow quiver. I mm. probably should go grab a six just in case shit yeah. goes wrong. So next time I'm in the area, I'm probably gonna stop by and grab a, a six. Um, bring a hat. <laughs> I will bring. I will bring more than one. Ooh. I'll bring. But I'll bring a whole box that you can Josh, pick were from. You saying, were you saying something, Josh? I, I think I was trying to say something about like what this episode was about, but I mean, yeah. Hey, continue. I'm like, like I'm very passionate about what I do, so like I'll ramble on and keep going and keep going. And you guys are cool, so I'll sit here and bullshit with you guys. No problem. Andy does that a lot too. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big the bullshitter. silence of Andy. <laughs> and I'm half deaf in my left ear, so every time he was talking to you, I'm like, huh? I'm like, I cannot hear you, bro. Like, you talk so quietly. A For a giant. large individual, he talks quietly, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> I, what do they say? Talk softly, walk softly, carry a big stick? Sure, like that. sure, yeah. sure they yeah. do. Sounds right. For somebody in your family. <laughs> <laughs> but... So you got all your accessories. We put it all on there. Figure out your draw length. Figure out your release. Those are two very important things. We figure out what size peep you're going to run. And I'm, typically, it's a 316 peep. And there's a thousand different ways to tie them in. I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole because everybody has an opinion. And so we get that figured out. We make sure that it's good for your eye relief because we don't want you smashing it in and you don't want to be like looking for it, trying to figure out where it's at. Because if you move the peat just a little bit, your shot's way off. Your bow is not going to be shooting good at all. So I always tell people, close your eyes, go into full draw, go to full draw, close your eyes, rest your nose on the string and tell me what you're looking through. Up, down, left, like how do you want me to move this around? And that's one of the steps I go through also. But whenever... Like, usually people don't pick the peep site unless it's one of the fancy ones for target bows. And I'm not going down the target bow road because that's a whole other animal. Because tuning is just completely opposite of bow hunting. Um, so, I'll generally just look at the bell, throw it in there, call it a day, good to go. And then the next biggest thing is arrows. Arrows is very, very important. So each arrow, everyone thinks this, the number like 340 or 300 is the grains. It's a common misconception. It's not true. It's the spine. Spine is your stiffness. And then you have different sizes. So typically, a lot of people don't know what they want to shoot ever. And I will grab what they want and be like, hey, try this out. And we have, well, you can shoot my arrows. You can shoot whoever's arrows. You can shoot all my stuff. That's fine. I don't care. And... We'll do what the bow wants to do because with these speed bows, a lot of them, it's always better to go a stiffer spine than a weaker spine because the spine is your flex. Mm -hmm. That's what's going on. So if it's flexing a whole lot, it's going to paper tune like crap at 10 yards, 20 yards. And you're going to see that thing just buck and kick, especially if you're lighting knock on it. It's kind of cool with a lot of knock, <laughs> especially at nighttime. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, what the heck was that? So when it comes to arrows, it's a real big thing of mine. I like a lot of the brands, but I have one brand in particular because I've been shooting that brand for a long time and I absolutely love them. 
And so I will typically pick those out for people and then I will cut them down to what they want. And sometimes like me, I like to cut mine a lot shorter because you can, but you're, you adjust quite a bit. I'm like, okay, so if you're going to shoot a 350 spine arrow, but your draw length is like yours, Nate. Well, once I cut all that off, I'm stiffening up that arrow. Like the grains, like it's still going to weigh this. Like it's going to, we can make it weigh the same. That's fine. Not a big deal, but I'm stiffening it up. So I got to kind of put that into my head as well and kind of go from there with it. And then from there, we throw it on, we get your 20. We, go, we tell you, turn around, line up, shoot. Tell me how's it, how's it feeling? Is there any little adjustments you want to do? And because by the time after they get on paper tuning and I give them some t- tips, they forget them every single time. They always forget what's going on. They just line up, crank that thing back, and just let her fly. Well, they're like, this thing isn't shooting right. I'm like, well, it is. Just slow down. It's, you, it's not a race. Just slow down. Just let the bow do what the bow wants to do. Because you, it's it's a tool. It's a machine. You can't force it to do something it doesn't want to do. Otherwise, it's going to tune like crap, and you're going to miss the deer of lifetime, or you're going to blow it up. I mean, always make sure you guys got an arrow in there when you draw a bow back, please, because I've seen too many dry fires come through here lately, and it's not a fun time. <laughs> and being a paramedic, I, I've seen it in real life, too, and, and other other side of that, it's not cool. I mean, it Ugly. is cool, but... Yeah. Yeah. Not, not for the person it happened to. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. It's expensive. <laughs> Very bad experience all around. Yep. Yes. Yeah. I mean, an arrow is important. I mean, an arrow needs to match the bow. Right. Like, it, it really does. Like, I don't care about the color. I don't care about, like, veins. It's whatever preference you want. Like, I have um, some plastic veins, Zinger fletchings. Yeah. I threw them yep. on mine yep. and shot them. And they shot really good. I was like, well, that's cool. Yep. Like, no glue. Like, it was just something weird. I figured I'd try it out give it a run. They shot the exact same, paper tuned the exact same, but it just a little bit of fine adjustments. But whenever it comes to, like, killing a deer, it's not all about the speed. It's about the kinetic energy at the very end of it. You want that punch to go all the way through because you want a good pass through, right? You want to harvest the animal. Right. That's the whole entire goal. So you want to harvest the animal and make it stick in the tree behind it. That's what you want to do. And that's what a lot of like the bows I've set up recently are going to be doing with 500 grain arrows and shooting 290 feet per second. That thing's going to take down a buffalo. That's bullshit. No problem. Sorry, Nate. Yeah, yeah. that's some bullshit. You'll never see that. <laughs> we'll never see that. You mean yeah, show, and, hey, yeah you, that has you a lot show you to do with the uh, let off. And then, yeah, there's a lot that goes into that. Because like the stuff I've explained tonight is probably a quarter of what like really, really, really down and dirty goes on to that. People, like, if you bring your bow back up to me before you go to Wyoming, I'm going to set you up to where you're going to make those long shots and kill something, no problem. That's 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 the goal. Like, I'll broadhead tune all your stuff and make sure that that thing is flying as true as it possibly can. Because I have the tools to do that. Nice. Yeah, and, I mean, once again, especially on a bow setup, there is so much oh, God, that yeah. goes into it. You know, yes. the shows we're doing uh, last week and, and this week with you is really just walking people through the process of buying and then the basic setup so that they Correct. know they can be shooting. And then if you if you get into the sport even more like all of us have, that's when you tinker. Oh, you, you get, you like, get really, yes. Oh, yes. my gosh. 
I've got a bits and burger sitting in there. I've got, I want to do this. I want to try these veins. How many different types of veins did we buy when we, when we, when we bought arrows? Started, oh my gosh. A lot. Probably five or six. Heats, AAE hybrids, AAE, blazers. this blazer, just the normal blazers. Um, all of us shoot different, you know, veins on our arrows now. Like mm-hmm. there's all kinds of tinkering you do with everything. You from veins oh, yeah. on arrows to arrows themselves, lighted knocks, um, Different arrow releases. Arrow, oh, like, gosh, arrow wraps. Um, one slinger, one stringer. They're out of Missouri. One stringer. Yeah. One stringer of, down in Republic, Missouri. Yep, they're out of Missouri. That's where we got all our stuff. Um, you know, all kinds of stuff. And those are just arrows. Then you talk about the bows, different sights, dovetails, not dovetail sights, why you want to do this, uh, yeah. different accessories for the bows. Different, I mean, all these different things you can do to make yourself go crazy. And the, the biggest thing with the dovetails, what we were talking about earlier, is like, so it, it slides in and out, right? It's got mm-hmm. the little notches on it. That is for your focus. Like, if you have it way out there and you're looking through your peep, you can see all that surrounding on the outside of that. Like, whoop, you can see all that. So you bring it in, so you close that gap. So your only thing focusing on is inside that sight picture. That's all you care about. That's why you never move your dovetail. Like, you can move it in and out, in and out, and it's not going to change your distance. Right. But it's going to change what you're seeing. Yeah. It, you have your, your, your sight picture, I guess you'd call it, or whatever. That, yeah. You know, if, if you've got, if you've got, um, it's kind of hard to explain this on a podcast, but if you've got, let's say, the size Two of circles. A, yeah, the size of a dinner plate over the size <laughs> of a, 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 you know, um, what do you call it, S- snack plate. Well, you've got a lot of play right there around the what? <laughs> Nothing. Are you Nothing. talking about this? <laughs> Nothing, bud. Nothing. You take a picture. You sons of bitches. Andy, send it to the friend. Oh. <laughs> I'm trying to be serious for once in my damn life, and Andy is the the problem. That was awesome. No idea what you're talking about. But, you know, if you've got – if your peep is, let's say, the size of a dinner plate, I'm going to leave my hands down, over uh, the size of a small <laughs> – damn you guys a small plate then you've got a lot of air in between and that's a lot of room for problems because now you can you know be off and and that's where you want that peep to kind of just just be about perfect with with the side housing so that they're gosh i'm gonna have to watch it okay keep somebody else talk (laughs) so the other thing that comes into play well broadheads broadheads is a huge thing like you have your fixed you have mechanical um, Iron Wheels come out with that bevel, and a bunch of companies are starting to come out with the bevel yep, shape. The single yep. And like bevel. I was telling Nate earlier, make sure you buy the right ones, right. because some of them like the bevel is on the right, some of it's on the left, some of it's um, doubled, so it's going to steer your broadhead, or it's going to steer your arrow. Yep. It's really weird how that works, but it is very true, and each one is going to fly differently. It's just nature of the beast. So with broadheads, it makes it's a whole different world. I mean, archery, like Adam said earlier, anybody can hold the gun and shoot it. You can make it. You can make it all work. Archery, it's specific to one, to to that person, that individual. And even whenever uh, Caden, correct, that's your boy's name. Mm-hmm. If he was down there, kids are the easiest. They have no idea, especially like the first time shooters. They just naturals, and I could tell them something, and it sticks to them, and it's just perfect. I don't got to argue or nothing like that, and make the guy look bad in front of his wife because he's been shooting for a thousand years done that sometimes it makes me think of you ever seen the show uh, parks and rec 
Yeah. Um, Ron Swanson, when he walks into a Home Depot and the guy's like, can I help you? <laughs> I know more than you. I know more I than you. you. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel but, like, I feel like you guys have to deal with that every once in a while, and that's got to be fun. <laughs> yeah, every, every once in a while we do. I mean, it, it does happen. It's just Especially part of it. to – so I'm mostly self-taught. Like 90% of everything is self-taught mistakes I've made throughout the past. I've only been really, like, dedicated to bow hunting for probably – the last what is it 23 probably 10 years really eight eight solid years of non-stop archery like i really could care less to gun hunt but that was my always my biggest thing and my my dad didn't he was a gun hunter and crossbow because he had a bad back and i didn't really have a whole lot of friends i had it but growing throughout the time that's just it was always self-taught like oh i'm gonna try this and try this and try this and try this like I hated sliders for the longest time until I got used to them. Like I was like, these are a waste of time. Why am I going to adjust this? And whenever I can have a fixed pin and just no problem be done with it. Right. But it's just, everything is just so different. And another big thing is strings. Strings make a huge difference. If you have a bow sitting on the shelf for a long time, like your assassin, like it doesn't get shot very often then you crack it out, blow the dust off it. And then start going to town. And then Shoots like a dream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then you're, you're like, this thing just isn't doing anything right for me. Well, I mean, they're all twisted. And like that's a whole other world. And I don't know a whole lot about strings, but I have plenty of friends that do. And they've showed me. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, that's that's kind of cool. And I put brand new strings on my bow. And mine were mine, my strings were fine, factory strings. And Adam did the same thing to his target bow. They shot. I had to recite my entire bow in. It was completely different. And everything was the spec. It was all timed perfect. I'm like, all right, cool. But it was just a different atmosphere. And that's like, there's just little things that you pick up on. And I pick up on stuff from my guys all the time. Like, it's not, I'm solely teaching them constantly. You're going to do it this way. If you find a way to do it, I could care less how you do something. As long as it's the same and nobody's going to get hurt doing it. Like when I said tying in a peep earlier, I do it a certain way. Adam does it a certain way. Blaine has his way of doing things and it works perfect for them there's not a right or a wrong way to do stuff there's just stuff that we can help you improve on because there's always room for improvement like in anything you do and that's what adam has always told me too like little what he has these little life lessons it's really cool like he has like knowledge it's there <laughs> but we joke around quite a bit like what you guys just did we do that quite a bit too teach us but, adam What's a life lesson? Oh, God. Here we go. What do you got today? Um, you already gave us one earlier. You know, yeah. So I think the one that rings the truest to me is uh, today is I I know a lot of people and a lot of people know me, but I call a few people friends. And, you know, we it's one thing that inner circle, I think I sent you guys a funny meme of like some squirrels all trying to stick their head out of the hole of the tree. And, you know, it's funny, but um, there's a, a mobster that said, you know, you really just need two, yeah, I know you know, mean. bad word, bad word, and you can take whatever you want. And, you know, um, finding whether you want to call it tribe, finding whatever you want to call it, you know, um, I think life lessons are understanding people you know and people that are your friends, and there is a difference. So 
that's life life lessons with Adam. There's a uh, there's a whole podcast coming out about that at some point. Nice. Um, called Life Lessons with Adam. I'm gonna I'm, I'm working on a, on the proper leisure suit right now. Um, so I really thought it was gonna be chisel sharp and stone. Have, <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. After yeah. what you guys just did to me about 15 minutes ago. Mine is keep your friends close, your enemies closer. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's applicable. Yeah. No, you know, I think that, uh, I think, yeah, sometimes, you know, you uh, you have to just kind of sit back and have these these uh, talks with yourself, you know? Yeah. Understanding, uh, understanding what's important and all those fun things. But, um, yeah. But, I mean, in a nutshell, that's, that's the setup process uh, when you're yeah. at Weber Outfitters. Um, you buy a bow. It's hard to keep up. We're all like just nonstop. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Um, that's the process. You, you buy your bow and then the setup to walking out the door, you know? So, I mean, for a guy like a consumer like me, that's the type of process I would prefer. I'm sure there's bow shops out there or bow stores that you can Mm -hmm. walk in, buy a bow and be gone in half an hour. Yeah. I would much prefer to spend more time in a shop like Weber because they're going to spend time with you getting bows set up that you want to shoot, number one, then the bow you pick, and then they're going to spend the time with you getting it set up for you. Correct. I would much rather be somewhere a little longer. I mean, I guess if uh, the, you guys are dead empty and you know Josh is by himself, I guess, then maybe he can do it quicker, but... You know, sometimes uh, he's got to answer a phone call or Adam's got to go do something or, you know, other people walk in. And the nice thing is then you end up, you know, developing relationships with people. And then like we yeah. saw while we were there, we had like how many different people came in? Just to bullcrap. Just to freaking talk. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Adam, your, your big brother uh, that caught all the yeah. crappie for us, you know, he just came in to yeah. say hi. Um, yep. And uh, that's that's pretty cool because you don't see that, you know, a lot of different, you know, retail type of stores where people just come in to, to hang out. You won't see that at Bass Pro. No, definitely not. No. no, no, you're not. And, you know, that was, you know, when we talk about our business model, that's that was our goal. Like my goal was a place for families where mom, dad and the kids, you know, there's a lot of families out there, guys, where husband and wife shot as boyfriend, girlfriend. And then they become husband and wife and then kids get in the mix and maybe they maybe typically mama doesn't get to shoot as much anymore. Right. I mean, that's just typically how it works. Um, I wanted to provide a place where people could come in and do that and where people could stop in and, you know, check in, see what's going on. You know, we got a couple old retired guys that show up and we sell Fitz's soda and <laughs> they'll show up, uh, sit in the lounge, have a have a Fitz's root beer and just they want to see the dogs. They want to do that. Like we're trying to build community. You know, that's what we're trying to do. Um, You know, our brand is a community, um, you know, and that doesn't have to be a location. It's a community. Right. So whether it's online, whether it's in the store, whether, you know, it's at additional stores down the road, you know, things like that. That's what we're trying to build, because, um, you know, that's what we need. We 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 really need that, Um, especially, I think, post pandemic, like. I think a lot of people are hungry for that environment of just being able to get out of the house and, you know, enjoy things with people that, you know, are similar, similar and like-minded and, you know, you don't have to agree with each other on everything, but have some common ground there. So yeah, that's, that's what I go there. I, I mean, there's no such day. There's no such thing as a day off when you're an entrepreneur. Um, but I find myself there on technically days. I don't have to be there just because 
you know? What, what else not? are you going to do? Craig yeah. might stop by. Or, and I'll be or honest or with Judah you. might stop by, or, you know, like stuff like that, you know? Y'all over there might not be able to do barbecue, but you can do flavored soda. So congratulations. <laughs> <on that. laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. What kind of questions you guys got? Like anything I miss on? Like, like hit me up. Like what do you guys got for me? I'm trying to think of some of the stuff I had written down. Uh, you should probably read, not think. No. <laughs> hmm. Sound it out. No, I mean I think we pretty much covered everything on the on the setup side that I was I was thinking earlier. Uh, the biggest thing I kind of wanted to get by uh, for I mean me personally with my setup and all of us had different setups. Andy had you know a few little issues with his too. Micah, like you said, was just done. But yeah, the Omnia that both speaks for itself. You just don't that like you don't is. have any. Um, there's no question, I guess. You know, instead of Walking out of a bow shop with a, I mean, especially like that Elite Era is a $1,600 bow or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, MSRP or whatever. So you walk out, go to your backyard, start shooting, and it doesn't freaking work. All of a sudden, you got a sour taste in your mouth about everything, including yeah. where you went. And it piles up too. And then you start getting pissed off. Then you walk in there in a badass mood and you're like, this thing freaking sucks. It doesn't even shoot. I can't even, you know, sight it in. Well, that doesn't happen because we're getting the, you're getting the bow set up right after you buy it. So you walk out of the shop with a bow that's shooting straight the way it's supposed to. And now you can go and, you know, start playing at home and, you know, really start messing with it. Instead of like, oh, I guess I'm going back to the bow shop tomorrow because this thing won't even shoot right. Yeah. Um, that for a, like a consumer like me is is worth the the extra time getting it uh, set up correctly. Um, I would hate the other way where I went home like, well, this thing sucks. You know, I spent all this money. Here comes the assassin back out. A lot of money. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, bows are expensive. Even the cheaper ones are still not cheap. Cheap. Correct. Um, you're not going to go spend two hundred dollars on a brand new bow. Correct. I don't think those exist, but I, I don't know. Not, maybe, maybe not ones you're going to shoot a deer. Small ones? Those really small ones. They're about 200. Although I will say that ember was a lot cheaper than I thought it would be. That's a nice Man, That's a nice a bow, and that is not expensive. Correct. It's like 560 that, bucks or something. That ember is one of the, like that bow right there, they did it perfectly. They really did. Because, I mean, your son can shoot that, and then you can turn the bandage up and adjust, like, Without a bow press, turn the poundage up, turn up, move your draw length, and then you can shoot that same boat and go hunting that year. No problem. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So. And that, that's one of the things, like, what you guys are talking about is whenever you do buy a bow from us, like, that process you all went through is the same process every single person gets. New, old, I don't care who you are. It's going to be the exact same thing. Now, charge. yeah, and there's no charge with that. We're not charging you sale of a bow and time a lot of places will charge you a dollar a minute that's the going rate for a lot of bow yes. techs out there and you know if you don't know how to do it yourself you're gonna pay right but uh that's not what we're about at all so yeah because yeah. they'll they'll be back i mean you know that's the yeah. type of, that's that's the business model from your your side is they'll be back because of the way they were treated and the way we take care of them instead of you know like if i went to a place i'm like this dude's gonna charge me a dollar a minute to work on this thing I'll just do it myself. Then you don't end up, yeah. you know, walking back in. The guy that buys a bow from Weber Outfitters, I want him to text the shop at seven forty-five 
well, not 745 now, uh, but like I want him to text the shop at dark and go, hey, guys, are you guys around? I shot the big one tonight. And I want him to pull up to the front door, back up and show us the big one and, you know, yeah. pot, crack a crack an adult beverage. And I want to hear the story. Right. Because for me, that's that's what it's about for me. Like it's it's selling them the bow so that I get to hear the story. Right. And then they put a picture on the bragging board, things like that. Like that's what we want. And, you know, that's what your local archery shop should be doing for you you know, is providing a place of community. Like you want, we want you so happy that when you, when you do have that big kill that you just like, man, I got to send this to where I got to tag them on Facebook. I got to, I got to post this picture and say, you know, Hey, thanks guys. That's what we want. Right. That's yeah. the goal. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's the, what we felt, you know, um, when we were in there and um, before we hit the stop button on this, we're going to talk about this in our intro too, but let's, let's revisit this giveaway. That we have now announced, you know, if you've been, if you listened to last week's show, we talked about it. Uh, it's been on social media a little bit this week, but let's talk about this giveaway in more detail again. We've got the biggest giveaway that we've ever been a part of on our podcast, for, you know, three and a half years old or however we old three we are years. now. Three. Um, three and a half feet. There you go. <laughs> That's um, height. The biggest one we've ever had. What do we got going on here? So have a bear whitetail pro uh it's in right hand or left hand um you're gonna get six gold tip hunter arrows the bear uh the whitetail pro is completely set up so it's got a rest it's got a d-loop it's got a peep it's got a quiver it's got a sight like it is ready to hunt um you're gonna get six gold tip arrows with 100 grain field points you're going to get a package of G5 Montec uh, three-blade um, broadheads. You're going to get a rele- a Scott Little Goose release, and you're going to get a block 6x6 broadhead field point target. Um, now, if you're local to us, um, we're going to set it up for you for free. If you're not local to us, all of this stuff ships. We're happy to ship it to you. No big deal. Um, you know, and hopefully you've got a good shop, like-minded shop that can help get set up, uh, you know, that sort of thing. So, uh, total, total value is around $1,200. Uh, it's, it's just literally everything you could think about that you would want to get started bowing. I mean, you know, get it set up. Uh, you got everything you need and go to the backyard and start shooting. And then, you know, we are today is 90 days to the opening day of bow season in Missouri. So, you know, uh, we're giving this away on August 12th. So you'll have, uh, 33 days, uh, to get set up and ready to go and then go kill a big one on the 15th of September. If you're in Missouri, um, you know, everybody has different dates. So make sure you check with your local conservation, uh, laws to make sure that you're, uh, you're hunting in the appropriate times, but, um, it's a great option, uh, left or right hand doesn't matter. Uh, we got you taken care of there. So didn't want to leave any of the, uh, Southpaws out like Andy, uh, wanted them to feel, uh, very left in, uh, there and accommodated. So, uh, we're giving it away live on August 12th at 5 PM at the, Weber Outfitters try and buy hunting classic. So that is an entire day. We've got vendors. We've got an entire vendor city that we've started laying out. Um, there's going to be vendors everywhere. Every major bow company will be there with a lane. You want to shoot a flagship from everything. Those reps will be there. Uh, all kinds of products. And my biggest thing with this whole event is everybody's bringing product to sell. Like you can't been there if you don't have product to sell. 
I hate going Except to us. trade shows. <laughs> I, I hate going to, I hate, well, you know, you've got 60 days to get your swag ready. Um, the, uh, but I hate going to shows and you're like, oh man, that's so cool. I got to have it. And they're like, okay, well go online and order it. Well, I'm going to forget. I'm going to mm-hmm. get sidetracked. I'm going to want it when I want it and I'm not going to have it. It's like, it just pisses me off. So I told all the vendors that are coming, bring all the things like, We'll fill out of our back stock, but we've got vendors that we don't even stock their products at this point that are coming out. You know, they want to be a part of it. Um, we've got some guys that are bringing some Western stuff out as, you know, as far as more Western centered hunting, stuff like that. So it's just going to be a great time. 5 p.m. August the 12th. We're giving it away. Uh, we're going to have food trucks, all kinds of cool stuff. So, yeah, and a lot of fun that you day. need not be present to win. So if you can't make Absolutely. it for whatever reason, obviously you want to come to it, but if you do win, you don't have to be present to win. So if you get gr- drawn, um, it, it's cool. And we'll be live on your Facebook page. We'll be live on the Outfitters Facebook page and socials that day for the actual giveaway. Um, you can sign up at your website uh, or check the link in all the social medias have it. Uh, I'm sure this episode will have it. Uh, check it. And also, it's not just a one-hit wonder if you enter and then there you go to the Facebook page, follow the rules, there's the prompts in there. You can get entered about seven times, I think it is total, or something like that. So you get seven chances just following the prompts and so on and so forth. So, um, but yeah, be sure to hit the like and subscribe on this podcast. Uh, super, super happy to be partnered with Missouri Woods and Water uh, for this and for the season and you know to come. So. Uh, I'm just going to be a great time and uh, looking forward to all oh. that good stuff. It's not just a whitetail show either, by the way, guys. Like we're talking Ducks Unlimited is going to be there. Quail Forever is going to be there. Um, lots of people from different, you know, if it can be hunted, um, I think that's a fair statement, Josh. If it can be hunted, there's yeah. going to be people there for it. So, yeah, Pretty it's going to be a lot of fun. Nice. I, I know we're looking forward to it. Yeah, it's, it's going to be fun. And, you know, that's what I love about the giveaway is um, we – when we started our show, like we, we want to give – we want to take care of the people that support us. And, you know, Absolutely. if we could, we give every every damn listener of ours a bow, but it's not possible. In this case, we can give one of our listeners or, or Weber Outfitters uh, customers a totally set up system, you know, and I just am excited to be able to do that um, because whenever we get to do that stuff, it makes us feel warm and fuzzy inside. We like taking care of folks. So um, we're excited to do this with you guys and, and – uh, give it away in a couple months so adam josh thanks for coming on and doing a half bs session half (laughs) setting up your bow session um but that is how it'll go at weber buying your bow setting it up done now go get one heck yeah thank you guys for having us thanks for coming boys thanks guys see ya y'all have a good one